content king. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the true Jordan? You're, <laughs> You're gonna decide that, are you? What the fuck is wrong with it? <laughs> you know how they play. Welcome back to the True Geordie podcast. Today's guest is Bryce Hall, someone I wanted to get on for a while. You're here because of the Misfits card, yes. Logan, KSI, Jake Paul. And it's funny because you're kind of the new generation of that kind of crowd. When I first seen you, I was like, ah, oh, so this is the new version of these guys. Bit different to them. But what's your relationship like with KSI, Logan, and Jake specifically? I feel like... With them specifically, uh, it, it's like one of those where it's like we know each other. I think w in the back of our heads, we respect each other. I would say I respect them. Mm -hmm. But also, it's like, I'd fight them. <laughs> really cool. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I would fight them, you know? And you're kind of like, I guess you, when I first seen you, you, you're coming across as like, almost like little bro to them. Like, okay, this guy's on the come up. You weren't quite as far on with your boxing as they were. Um what is your, are you closer to any of those guys than the others? Um, I mean, I used to film videos with Jake and Logan. Like mm. when I was coming up, uh, I went on Impulsive and I I did a few YouTube videos with Jake. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't say I was close with them yeah. at all. It was just more like, a, hey, we had a lot of similarities, very controversial dudes on the come up, yeah. in the spotlight, doing like just stupid shit for attention. Mm. Have there any of those dissed you at any point? Oh yeah, they dissed. Yeah, they dissed me. What was that like for you then? I think, if you, if I you think look Logan dissed me at this exact table. <laughs> like he did, him and KSI dissed me at this exact oh, table. Fuck. Oh, yeah, because they filmed in my yeah. studio. I remember that now. Yeah. And how did, like, if you don't mind me asking, what, what's that like though? Because you're in the space with these guys. You're wanting respect from them. Were you just brushing it off or were you like, fuck? You never want to meet your idols. Really? Yeah, it's like one of those where it's like, I didn't, it didn't like make me mad when I hear them like shit on me. It's uh, more like, oh man, that sucks. Like I looked up to these guys when I was coming up. I watched them before I was really popping on social yeah. media. And then they're like shitting on me like I'm just like a nobody. Like, yeah. Oh, who the hell is this kid? Let me brush yeah. him off. Let me shit on him. Yeah. I had a similar thing with Tyson Fury and Conor McGregor. Um, <laughs> but uh, in terms of the actual card, let's talk about the main event. KSI underdog against Tommy Fury seems very confident. Do you believe the confidence? I think anyone in like the YouTube boxing space has to have some sort of delusional confidence. Um, I do. And you think it's delusional? Oh, yeah. I mean... Yes, a hundred percent. I give uh, I give KSI props. Like he is taking Tommy Fury over Jake Paul, and I, I would say that Tommy Fury is a harder fight. Mm. He's taking like the the harder fight versus the two, and I don't know why exactly. Maybe it's like some behind the scenes like talk. Like okay, if I if I lose, we'll set up a fight with Jake Paul. But uh, I give him the props for for fighting uh, for. How do you see that fight going? I don't see him winning. I don't see him winning at all. I mean, if he does win, I think it's going to be by like a knockout. Yeah. It's like going to be one of those crazy overhand rights that he always throws. Do you but, see it more being like Fury controlling him or stopping him? I mean, even if you watch like Fury versus Jake, you saw the difference between like a real boxer and the best YouTube boxer. Mm. Like there is a humongous skill gap, like in a, a humongous, like where we cannot compete with mm. high level fighters. Like any, all, all the YouTube boxers, we, we cannot compete with these guys. They're 
levels above us and that's like what KSI's like main thing is there's mm. levels mm-hmm. like there's there actually is levels and <laughs> we're impression. no and we're no we're nowhere near like levels to these professionals we do this like as like a a fun little thing yeah and some of them are kind of taking it too seriously and then they're gonna get a reality check when they fight when you say too seriously I'm assuming you mean their belief and their belief in yeah, themselves yeah. where they think that they're legitimate fighters. Right. And in terms of Logan Dylan, you're actually quite poly with Dylan, right? You're quite yeah. cool with him. Yeah. And what he's done is something I've never seen in fight the fight game. Like to, to go after someone's woman and like to go after her religiously on a daily basis. What's your take on that? It's the fight game. Like you can say whatever you want and it is fucked up. But it's like you are trying to get into your opponent's head. You are trying to do whatever mm. possible to fuck with them, mm. get under their skin, and then fight them in a ring. Mm. It's like a it's like a game of chess. And to be honest, like Dylan's winning. Mm. But then actually Logan's like now doing like the okay, I'm gonna sue you. Right. I want to talk to you about that because so it's like a, the it's, fighters. Like, it's, it's like a chess match and these guys are fucking good at chess. Yeah. <laughs> the, well the fight, I mean, yeah, they're they're in this position for a reason. They know how to get under people's skin, both of them. But the the fight community, when Logan first started being attacked in this way and his his missus was brought into it, a lot of pro fighters, MMA guys are like, you shouldn't be doing this, Dylan, is way below the belt. But now, weirdly, it seems to be swinging a little bit because of the lawsuit. Now, all those fighters who are seeing saying, this is a shitty thing, are now actually saying, but you shouldn't sue him. And it, it, I seen a clip on Logan uh, on Jake Paul's podcast saying, "Oh no, like we can then just take money from the rest of his life now. Like we're gonna." And it, this is going further and further and further deeper. I mean, he's kind of now just like flaunting that he has a lawsuit on Dylan. Like, do you think after the fight, there's gonna be a moment where? They shake hands, they laugh it off, okay, we'll leave the lawsuit. Or do you think Logan's going to be like, let's say Logan wins by knockout, best best case scenario for his side. Do you think he's just going to be like, and now I'm going to ruin your fucking life, boy? Like, or do you think he'll leave it? No, I think he's going to, he's playing that WWE villain in real life now. Mm. I think he's uh, he's going to just double down and just be like, oh yeah, you're still a piece, piece of shit. Now, if I if Dylan wins... I think it's he's gonna like Logan has to like kind of just be like okay, I got to retire from YouTube boxing. It's obviously not for me. I'm still gonna sue you though. Yeah. And how do you see that fight going? I I don't think. Um, and I mean this in the most respectful way. I I don't think it's as mismatched as people are putting it. I think Logan's not that great. I don't think. Uh, Dylan's we haven't seen Dylan mm. we've seen like clips of him but like that's what he's putting out for a reason he's a smart yeah. guy like I think it's it's going to be a very good fight I, th- I think the thing I'm interested in seeing is Logan's sort of weakness so far in his fights have been like against KSI KSI had more of the dog right and that's what gave him that edge I think Logan was probably the better athlete maybe even slightly more technically um, more like a boxer and then against Floyd like you can't be the aggressor in that so this yeah. is the first fight where I'm looking at him going oh you got to be the aggressor here and there's a real point to prove and it'll just be interesting to say if he does go out there and goes for the kill immediately or if he is defensive and looking the job I, I can't see him being like a like the aggressor he is he is like a a decent 
like he's an athlete. Like, mm. He's a decent. He can move. Mm. Um, maybe like from what he's injecting, like shit, he'll he'll have like that dog in him. Oh, you think so? <laughs> oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, really, dude. Like, come no, on. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> do you want, the thing is right because you know in the UK. Right, we don't have the levels of athletes we see red religiously in America. Like when I watch like fucking high school sports in America, you guys are just jacked. Like you guys are in the weight gym from eleven years old. Like it, that isn't the UK. Like we play sports once a week and we got a lot of fat kids. Yeah. <laughs> so when I met Logan, I was like, damn, this guy is built, you know, and like he's been built from. 2018 since I first met him. So I haven't really seen that much of a change. So in my head, I wasn't really thinking that. He is changing and he's getting more and more in shape as he gets older. When your testosterone starts naturally going down, mm. um, he's in the WWE where they promote really jacked dudes. Mm. Like if you're an average sized dude in the WWE on camera at all times, trying to act tough, like yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it's, it's yeah. not a possibility. It's just the weight gain hasn't really been there. It's more defined. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, he's getting more defined. He's getting more vascular. It's mm. he's looking like he's just has. He looks like he has the testosterone of like a high school boy. Do you think that they'll go a few rounds, or do you think there'll be a, a stoppage? I think people want to see a stoppage, but I don't see it being stopped. Really. I think it's going to go the distance. I Dylan think, is tough, though, isn't he? I, that's the one thing I'll give him. Yeah. Like, he, you don't got to be a black belt. I, I and, do not think he's going to, like, get knocked out. Yeah. I think he's going to just keep moving forward. Yeah. I mean, personally, I think Logan would be disappointed if he doesn't get him out of there. Like, after everything that's been said. If you, Logan doesn't win by knockout, he loses. Exactly. I, I agree. I think that would be a disappointment for him. Unless it's, like, a humiliating, like, playing with your food type yeah. beating. And Tommy Fury, I think... Tommy Fury's going to do that, like where he's just going to play with KSI. Really? Yeah. That, that's the thing. I think KSI is going to have a better game plan than Jake in terms of like, I think Jake tried to outbox the boxer, whereas I think KSI is going to have the, to the good game plan. Of make it fight dog fight. Yeah. And even if he loses, I think, well, what else were you going to do? Like, what what can you do? If if KSI doesn't get knocked out, it's a win. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think he's, he's fighting like a very skilled fighter. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I respect that he's taking that challenge upon himself after coming back. After taking what? How how long was that break? Like three years? Yeah, yeah. For after the music, taking three year like a three year break, and then coming back and only being active for another year, and then just taking like a a challenge like that. Yeah, my main worry is the kind of fighters he's been fighting have been really below Tommy. Like you know what? Jake? I think it's a conf- a confidence boost. Yeah, but with Jake, I was like, okay, Tyron Woodley. Anderson Silva like I see the escalation here then Tommy Fury so like when it wasn't going his way he was able to cover up and make it hard for Tommy to really hurt him and he survived really well in those later rounds whereas I don't think Jake uh, JJ has been put under the fire in the later rounds and I'm just a bit worried like even though it's only a six rounder are you going to be experienced enough against a puncher to, to if it ain't going your way like the first three rounds I'm very confident that he'll have all the energy and he'll be making it a dogfight but if it turns and you're being controlled it, you have to be able to look after yourself in there right yeah I, I don't <laughs> that's why I say it like I give him the props uh, like, for accepting this fight yeah like he he is he's fighting like a real boxer mm. and uh, like and a bigger said, his, dude as well. His opponents have been like absolute dog water. Mm, I agree. <laughs> like just, yeah. Just like cat food. He hasn't had even a challenge since he came back. That's the worry is like, you're going from, 
you know how like he's big, going from Pineda <laughs> to Tommy Fury, <laughs> like exactly like that's that's where and that's where I'm kind of putting a lot of pressure mentally on his coaches because for you to, to give him bums and then throw him in there with Tommy Fury, just a giant leap. You must be training him properly and you must have good sparring because otherwise you're letting him down. If he goes in there and gets absolutely toyed with, well, then it's on his coaches because they're the ones who said, you're ready now. Yeah. And I wouldn't like to be them if it if it does look bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> on your own event, yeah. Yeah. So what is it that makes you want to fight then? Because you're making money. You don't have to fight. It's fun. Yeah. I, I like uh, competition. I'm a really competitive guy. Yeah, you were a wrestler, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Um, and I think after taking like a loss on my first fight, it made me stronger. Like it made me... Like I'm not scared anymore. I was I was like a scared kid going in that ring mm. against like you know Austin McBroom. And who's, a, who's a legit athlete? Yeah, well. yeah, he is a legit athlete. Yeah. Um, I did not take the training seriously. Um, I thought of it more of as a game, but like I hate losing, and then taking like a massive loss like that in front of millions of people changed me. Then I took like a win in front of like that many people, and I I just felt like what a win felt like mm. in front of that many people. And it's like, oh man, I want to keep doing this. And and I, I, I really, really res- appreciated and respected the way you handled that moment. And like for me, being a man is about not getting caught up in your own bullshit in that moment. Like, so to not let a loss define you, but also not let a win define you. And when you held it together in your win in that post match speech and for those who don't know on the run-up to the first fight you'd been like i'm a fighter and you were talking your shit i was was doing the conor mcgregor did the right (laughs) thing you talked a load of shit got everyone interested i was interested i hadn't really known about you that much before and and i knew who mcbroom was and i was like this kid really has got um charisma and is selling this brilliantly and when you did lose i was like fuck me because that breaks some people but it didn't break you at all if anything it feels like it was a blessing in disguise it it was. Yeah. It really was. Um, I even think like for, like when Logan lost against JJ, uh, it was like a blessing for him. Mm. <clears throat> I think he, after his loss, became Logan Paul. Mm. I think after my loss, I became Bryce Hall. Like I think it was like the same type of um, taking a loss publicly. You can, if you can handle a loss in front of that many people publicly and move forward you're really a winner yeah that's that's being a man right and it did feel like you went through a transition from like boy to man within a, f- a few short months of like and I, I watched your first video last night that you made after that where you had all your mates roasting you and uh like logan did a similar thing he actually stole that from me funny enough. <laughs> um but um it's healthy to laugh at yourself and i think that that gives you an edge over a lot of these big time influencers you don't have an issue with having a laugh at yourself and that i think that'll always keep you on the right side of the people when people think you're above being laughed at they don't like you anymore and it it can be problematic for your brand right yeah, I think it's also really easy to make fun of people, especially myself. So I think it's like, <laughs> I think it's like, it's a yeah. good joke. And, and what is it, you know, when you're in the gym, I, I look at some YouTube boxers and I think some of you guys are trying to prove something to your younger self or some of you genuinely, like Jake Paul, I think just likes hurting people. Like some, <laughs> some people have that. What, what, where do you dig deep from? What is the thing that pushes you through your workouts or, or, or makes you want to knock someone out? Uh, I just like getting better, um, g- like improving myself. Growth. So 
when I would watch like my first clips of me boxing and then seeing me now. Um, and as you train more and more, everything becomes like a muscle memory. Like mm-hmm. I went, when I was, it kind of reminds me like of my training when I was wrestling where everything just became like a muscle memory. You wouldn't even have to think about doing something. It would just happen. So it's like, I see a punch thrown at me instinct. It's like, Oh, okay. Wow. I have like an open shot right here now. Boom. Like it, it's just something about learning, getting better and improving just makes me want it's to healthy for yeah. you right like yeah. i think mental health wise it's it's really rewarding to feel that like oh i'm improving like and when you achieve so much at a young age and i think jj has spoken about this as well like you kind of sort of lose your purpose at it whereas this puts you right at the bottom again right at the bottom especially when you start off with a loss so to feel that growth again it, it must be healthy for you yeah but you wouldn't say you're a spiteful person no you don't really love the hurting people process no so what about McBroom then? So he's in your face and giving it all of that. How how bad was that in, internally? Like, you know, when you put your head on your pillow at night before you're about to fight this guy, is it fear? Is it aggression? Are you wanting to hurt him the night before? Where are you going with that? That one was, uh, that one was fear. I think like also when I'm stepping in the ring with somebody, I think of it more as like a, like a sparring match on a higher scale. I don't think of it as like, I want to hurt this person. Mm which I guess is why it makes like, I'm not a fighter. Mm. Like I'm just like an entertainer at the Mm. end of the day. Um, along with every other influencer that's boxing. (laughs) (laughs) You're sick of hearing that, right? You're sick of hearing that. Yeah. Like it's not nobody, nobody's a boxer in this influencer boxing space. It's like, we're just, what would it take for you to accept them? Would it take for them to beat a Tommy Fury? See, I would say that Jake Paul is the only one that can claim the boxer. Okay. Like where he's like, okay, he's fought legitimate, even though they're not boxers, he's fought legitimate fighters with legitimate records mm. and multiple, like multiple legitimate fighters and have like dropped them or knocked them out cold. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, that's a fighter. I think. Did you see the little thing that him and Logan had on their podcast where there was a bit of tension there? Yeah, I did. What did you make of that? Uh, I think the competitiveness, I think it was always like a really known thing, uh, in the influencer scene that Jake Paul was actually like the good guy. Like everybody, everybody that knew Jake Paul, like in, in real life, he, he's like a good guy. Mm. Like Jake's a, a nice ass dude, super humble, but then put on, put on like the front, like of a villain. Right. And Logan was like the super nice guy online, but and then behind the scenes was like the, like the crazy one, you know? Really? Is that how you say Cause I, I, I mean, that's just like what everybody sees. Right. I personally don't know uh, either of them well enough to like give my opinion. But why bare knuckle though? Of all the things that you could have went off and done, I'm like bare knuckle. Like everyone I knew was terrified for you. Even people who didn't know you that well were like, this is crazy. Because in my head, I'm like, you lost to Austin McBroom. Austin's a solid influencer level boxer. And the guy I, you, you were going to fight, I know he was smaller than you, but he was hitting pads and he, I was like, he's fucking decent him. This oh, no, is no, not no, a good yeah. idea. He, he had a, I think he had 30 amateur fights. Like he, he was like a legitimate uh, fighter. For sure. What was the thought process in taking Ben? Let's start with Bay and Knuckle, especially. Um, took two years off after my loss. Were you training that whole time? No. <laughs> Not, <laughs> this at is insane, man. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. I didn't even, I think I put the gloves on maybe like four times in two wow. years. Wow. But then uh, I started training three and a half months before my fight, like before the Bay Knuckle fight. And after about like two weeks of like, putting the the gloves back on and feeling like what it felt like again. I was like, man, I want to fight. 
and I saw like these clips on TikTok and like Instagram reels of like Mike Perry and like all these crazy motherfuckers just doing bare knuckle, uh, hitting each other in the face, like getting dropped, breaking their face. And I was like, I told, I told my manager, I said, I kind of want to try this with an influencer. I want to, I want to see if like any influencers down to do this with me. And we reached out to Dave Feldman and he was like, okay, yeah, we love it. Let's do it. We tried to reach out to like some influencers. None of them were down. And then I was like, okay, fuck it. Just give me, give me, give me a bare knuckle fighter. They're like, are you sure? And I was like, okay, let's make it fair. Make it like a guy that's like a lightweight that has to come up and meet me at my weight. So I was 195 when I signed the contract. He was 135 and we both met at 165. So it was like, a, okay, this, this guy has the experience. He's, he's really good at fighting. Mm. He's an undefe- undefeated bare knuckle fighter. I'm an 0-1 amateur boxer. He should have still won. Yeah. Yeah. But it was more like, I, okay, so the reason I did it, it was like, okay, I'm not scared to do this. Let's like fucking, like, let me show you people. Let, let me show the public. I'm not scared to do this type of shit. Um, and if I lost, everyone was already expecting it. It's like, okay, I lost to a, a professional fighter. Cool. Like, I already lost my first one against like a dad. Like, who, who's expecting me to win this? And then if I won, which happened, mm. it shocks the world. And you did win. And as much as I was joking on in my reaction to it, because you were clearly not as skilled as him, you your natural reflexes in there were pretty good. Like you, And the fact that you went in the first 10 seconds and put it on him, that showed you weren't scared. And you landed and knocked him down. What? Tell me that feeling of like, holy shit, I just knocked down the bare knuckle guy. So my, my game plan in that fight, most bare knuckle fighters, like they stand in the middle and they exchange. That was not my game plan. I'm not trying to fuck up my face. I'm not trying to like... <laughs> You're in the wrong trying, game. Yeah, I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to just sit there and bang with a, okay. like, another person in the middle of a ring. My, my game plan was to move around the ring and the experienced fighter, his house, this undefeated fighter has to, has to prove himself. Like he's like, this guy's challenging me. A TikToker's challenging me. I'm going to, I'm going to beat the fuck out of him. Mm -hmm. So I was waiting for him. My game plan was to move around, wait for him to come into my range. And in the first 10 seconds he did. And that's what, that's what my game plan was. It's like, okay, as soon as he's in my range, I'm going to, I'm going to give him like a, a really like nice punch. And what was it like feeling the bare knuckles touching the face like that? Because obviously you, you can't really train for that. You f- fuck around and find out what it is in the ring, right? Like, yeah. Was uh, it much different to full on boxing gloves? Like after the first round, it was. I was feeling everything, but like my adrenaline was pumping so much in that first round, where I would get hit, my vision would almost like. Like it would uh, flash. I hear you. Yeah. It would flash. It wasn't hurting, but it was like every time I got hit right here, it was like it's like the blink. movie. It was like right? I, it's like I blinked. I was like, huh? Oh, I'm in a different spot now. That's kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, it was. It's like it didn't hurt until like the second round when he when he clipped me across my like cheek and like or it was like my eyebrow where he split my eyebrow open. I felt that like it was. <laughs> you you kind of see me like when he hits me with that and then I start like dripping in blood. It felt like a like he, a knife just like stabbed me right in my eye. Like that's what it felt like. And I was like, oh my God, did he just fucking hit me with his hand like that? <laughs> and, I, like, and I kept like a straight face. I kept like a straight face like, like that was easy. <laughs> like I sit back and I just saw the blood start to pour out. I was like, oh my God, he fucking cut me. All right, I have four more, three more rounds of this shit. All right, I can, I could probably survive. Yeah. 
It's not what you signed up for in a way, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I'm here to be fucked up and give it everything and, yeah. and find out what I'm about. And the one thing in both of the fights that you've had, despite being outmatched, you showed heart and you got a chin. Like, you've definitely got it. Like, in that Austin McBroom fight, you had no business being in there with him. <laughs> and yet, you were just admirable, mate. Like, I, I fucking swear to God. Like, I remember thinking, if he learns how to box, he has the, the what's inside to push him to that next level. And I think you showed a hint of that in the Bay and Knuckle thing. Obviously, the fight was cut short by injury, but you proved your point in what we've seen. And in that post-match speech... Where you, you made that, like when you said, I've always been a fighter. I loved that because it showed like ironic humor in a, in a moment where you should be going crazy. I told you so. Like KSI's been saying all week, if he wins, it's going to be over for everyone. Like they'll never, <laughs> but you kind of kept it together in a, in a more likable way than that. Maybe like, and how did you find the, the presence of your mind to be able to not go crazy and to be able to go. You actually said, look, I got a bit lucky. He, you know, he's a great fighter. He cracked us. You were very level-headed. Why? Um, to be honest, like I, I, I'm humble in defeat and humble in victory. Mm. Uh, I, I don't like the, the guys that, that'll win a fight and then just act like they're the shit. Like nobody can take them. Cause it's like anything can happen in any of these fights. Mm hmm. I don't want people to go back and be like, oh, look at how cocky this guy was. And then I lose another fight, you know? Yeah. Like I'm humble in victory and I'm humble in defeat. Like I, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to, I'm going to beat Deji's ass. And then I'm going to shake his hand and be like, Hey, you're a good fighter. And I don't want him to quit. I want him to keep going. I respect that. There must've been a moment though. Like, I don't know, let's say, and I kind of want to know what that was like, where you realized I just want a fucking bare knuckle fight in front of everyone who doubted me. Like whether it was when you got home, what was that little moment? It like? was, it's like, I would joke along with it, but it's like, people would just go like, Hey, look, I'm not a fighter. I'm not a boxer. I, look, you, you lost your fight. and lose. <laughs> so it was like, I kept hearing that constantly. And I'm just like, man, I need to do a new, I need to do another one. Yeah. Like I need to do another one. Like I, I was like thinking like, maybe do I retire here? But it was like, now I'm fucking still young. Like I want to fight. Like it's fun. And then I was just like, okay, what can get the people going? Like this guy's insane. He should try this. And I, I that, that people talking shit about you. How does that impact you? Because we all get it. It's never been hard for me. Uh, it, it's like it's so weird to say, but I've been bullied like my entire life growing up. It was it was like very it was affecting me like immensely when I was a kid. How old would you have said? Like when I was 12 to 17. Yeah, the rough years. So, so like, yeah, like the the high school, like you think you think school is life. Like you think these are the only people you're ever going to know. Yeah. And then once you leave high school, you realize how stupid all of it was. That's kind of like how I think and view life as. I think I'm in one big high school and people are talking shit about me just like I was in high school and none of their opinions really matter. I know who I am at the end of the day. Like, I, I don't care what people say about me. So. Mm. It's healthy to be in that place. And it, it's hard to have, you kind of have to find a balance of like, all right, I, I want to acknowledge the opinion, but I don't want it to become everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, take a bit of feedback, but not let it define me. And like you say, you, you've got a fight with Deji coming up. And why why Deji specifically? I think he is, he's one of the best influencer boxers. Yeah, I think he's... Probably record, more technical than KSI. His record does not reflect on his skill level at all. You know why that is? It's because he just he didn't have, dedicate he himself. Doesn't, he doesn't have the dog like KSI does. 
If KSI had Deji's technical boxing skill and had the ego that he has and the dog that he has, he would be, he could actually probably be like a a really good professional boxer. I know a a mate of mine who trains with pros and he knows a pro who spars Deji and says he is good. Like no bullshit off camera. He is good. So it it is, it is a difficult fight from someone looking from the outside in for you because I believe you're the better athlete. I believe you're probably more tenacious and you're bigger and probably stronger, but he has got like a bit of silky skill to him where he will leave his chin out on a plate and whoop, and now you see his now and then come back and counter you. Yeah, but I'm not like a foosy tube athlete. Like foosy tube's like a jack dude, and he was he was in there with Deji when he shouldn't have been, and he he's slow. Like I'm I'm like a fast big dude. Like I'm, I'm I not, agree. I'm not like a. Like a 165 that moves like I'm like 190. Like I'm a 190 that moves like I'm 145. I agree. That, <laughs> like, that's how you caught your guy in bare knuckles. If he put if if that Deji that fought Fusi Tube fought me tomorrow, I would I would put him to sleep. I like that. I'll clip that up. Um, <laughs> and 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 I think if I was you, I'd be looking at Deji thinking. I need to put you in a competition of who wants it more and who's going to work harder. Like, there's always just been that question mark of Deji, is he going to be in shape? And I think he's definitely gotten better at that, but it's still there in the back of the head. And I think that would be the type of fight you'd want to create, I guess. Yeah, and I, I think I think he would take me seriously. I think Deji knows that I would 100% be his hardest fight to date. Agreed. Um, he hasn't fought anyone like super serious besides Floyd Mayweather, obviously. But like, <laughs> 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 when besides, you say besides, that, it's besides, so... besides the Floyd Mayweather, Floyd, right? Floyd definitely took him lightly. I think yeah. Floyd gave him the nicest treatment that he gave, like because Floyd t- treats people with disrespect. Yeah, but for whatever reason, I think he kind of liked that G, and he was like, okay, yeah. But as I've seen him humiliate. Other guys. Like high level boxers. Yeah. And I think he wanted to hurt Logan bad, actually. Yeah, but I don't think he Logan wanted to was hurt too big, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to hurt Deji in the same way. And Deji actually gave him that black eye, right? Yeah. So if you know if you can land on Floyd, you can land on you. So yeah. that's another thing for you to bear in mind, I guess. And I think uh this is this is what I will say about Deji. I think he is uh like he's not like KSI. He's he doesn't have that dog and and I think he's really weak minded. Uh and he gets easily demotivated, and that that's why he sometimes doesn't come into shape with like some of his fights. Mm. I think he's going to hit me with his hardest punches, and he's going to realize that I'm not going to go down, and that's going to destroy him mentally. And mm. I'm going to keep moving forward, and I'm going to keep hitting him harder. And he's going to have to like, be like, oh shit, I'm going to lose to another TikToker. <laughs> those bastard TikTokers. Gonna, those bastard TikTokers. Yeah. They take that knee. Like, oh, God. <laughs> Remember that, that <laughs> mate? That was one of the funniest boxing matches ever. Credited Deji. He's, he's got. He was comedic in that. Yeah. But he has one interesting thing. You know, since he started winning again, there's there's been a kind of consistent thing that happens where, in the fights where he lost, he kind of talked a load of shit, and then didn't show up. And I've noticed when people are like Fuzzy are in his face giving it that, and he's like, okay. And he does this thing where he just doesn't react. How do you think you're going to handle the run-up to the fight with him? Are you going to be trying to drag him out into a war of words? Or are you just going to let him be the, the silent assassin there? I mean, it's, it's, it's like he can try to be the silent assassin. You know, like I don't... There's there's no fear going in with Deji. Like there's not a... There's not like, oh shit, like he might whoop my ass. Mm. Like I don't think like that. I also don't think he has... What it takes to embarrass me. I think he is like a very h- highly skilled influencer boxer. 
but that's it. Are you still training regularly now? Are you are you on the run up now? Yeah, no, I'm still training four times a week. And have I'm you got not, a, a sensei assault, a coach? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm training with uh, George Foreman Jr. right now. I'm training four times a week. I'm like obviously on this vacation, like mm-hmm. two times. Or uh, I'm gonna try to train with Idris. Oh, Virgo, yeah, Virgo. We're actually DMing right now. I wanna I wanna spar him. I wanna because I, I know he's God, like he? I know he's KSI's like main sparring partner. So I, I wanna I wanna see like. I'm going to tell him, yo, spar me like you spar KSI. And I want to see these levels that KSI talks about. (laughs) (laughs) The balls on this guy. I love it. I love it. And I I mean, I think Idris is like extremely talented. He is good. Yeah. Yeah. Because he beat, um, you know, the the guy on the last one, um, Aaron Chalmers. Yeah. Yeah. And and Chalmers, you know, you see him with Floyd. Floyd wasn't treating him like he's deadgy. Yeah. He 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 realized I got to be on my game here just to make sure I I I look as good as I want to look. It's not just an easy, you know, let's go for a jog type pace. So yeah, their goal must call, be high. Yeah, Idris was calling me out on Twitter one time like he wanted to fight me. I was like, dog, what are you? Shut up. I, I must <laughs> admit the thing about that guy that I, I will say that I'm, it doesn't sit right with me is like. You're you're not an influencer boxer though. He's levels above no. all of these. Influencers. Yeah, you're like Tommy. You're Tommy. You're like he I can't fight Tommy. I I can't be bothered to fight these pros for like less than money than what I'm going to get for beating up these influencers. So let me fuck up these. But I think misfits are going to have to be very careful with who they match him up with. You know, because yeah. it's it, it can be dangerous putting him in there with like if you put them in there with you, that wouldn't be a, a fair fight. Yeah. But but what you want to put yourself in there with them to fight this <laughs> out? Are you worried that they'll be sharing? information taking about the deji and are you just like fuck it i mean like i'm not going to be like the same fighter Complain. tomorrow like when when i spar with idris i'm not going to be the same fighter that fights deji mm-hmm. also i don't think anyone has seen me box recently they've they see they saw me brawl mm. with with uh g perez but they didn't see me box and i am a completely different boxer now i agree i agree yeah you you were and i say this respectfully you weren't ready you were a baby, you know, you were learning, learning on the job in a main event. It's never a good idea. <laughs> yeah, with right? all of those eyeballs. Yeah, and, and and that's what I try and put across to people who slag YouTube, because I hang around with real boxers, and I'm like, well, your debut was in front of, what, 200 people in a boxing club? Like, they do it in front of 20,000 people. It's not <laughs> really fair on them. They're learning in front of the eyes of the world, right? And that's why I give you all the credit to do that. And I think when you do fight Deji, that is going to be a sick event you pick well in that regard and there's other fighters who you might fight like, i think winderson nunez might be a good fight for you one day that's why i'm like looking at you know someone like ryan taylor that people are like yo you should fight ryan taylor where i'm like dude i would walk through that guy and make it look like it was super easy really yeah interesting like i would make it look so easy have you seen the bad blood between him and swarms uh, uh yes where swarms goes where's yeah. that kid where's your kid he, oh, he also fuck. he also talks shit about me not not swarms i think swarms is a really nice guy uh, but like ryan taylor he like will will say like oh it's on site when i see you and i'm just like okay <laughs> ryan's wild that's that's the one thing i'm i'm he is a believer of like he it, it would be on site if he said it like yeah you, you, i mean i'm gonna see him so yeah, well, we'll find out then right yeah we'll see um when i was looking you up i, I seen that you'd done a movie yeah. with 50 cent Yes, I did. That's fucking cool, bro. I was actually like gonna fight KSI uh, when he was doing his like comeback. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, 
but I was in the middle of shooting my movie with 50 Cent. Oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah. just busy with 50 Cent, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yo, dude, can you wait like a month? I'll be done. <laughs> yeah, I love 50 Cent, mate. Uh, what was it like doing that movie with oh, him? Dude, he's a, real, he's a lot bigger in person. Yeah. Like, that guy is, like, really sick. But, yeah, the movie should be coming out, um, I think, February. So, like, around when I fight. Yeah, what kind of role do you play? Kind of like a douche, but, like, also, like, a, a nice douche. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, like this guy. Method actor then, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, was, I was literally just playing myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it was uh, really sick to work with 50 Cent. Um, really nice dude, yeah, actually. You'd me. be surprised. He's been through so much in his life, mate. Yeah. And like, like, when you look at what he's built, it makes all these YouTubers going, I came from nothing. It's like, no, no. You, yeah. d- you came <laughs> from a nice house and you had a nice computer with nice cameras and all that. 50 Cent, like, that was nothing. In terms of Hollywood, obviously, there's parties, there's girls. It's got its upsides. You done much of the old Hollywood partying since you become famous? <laughs> yeah. I, I've done <laughs> the face on him. The face on yeah. him. He's like, yeah, no shit, bro. Like, I was at 17 doing that shit. Really? I'm over it now. Yeah? You, you yeah, sort like of leveling up? I kind of, like, grew it up. How old are you now? 24. Wow. To say you're over it at 24 is wild. Yeah, I know. I'm, like, over the partying because I partied so fucking hard, like... When I was like 17 to 22. How bad are we talking? What, what kind of levels? There's levels to this. There's levels what, to party. What, what level Let are me we tell saying? you guys there's levels to party. Yeah. None of these influencer boxers are on my party. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. I believe it. Shit. I believe it. What, what we saying? Like, what you- Dude, like 30 naked girls in our pool. <laughs> like it, it was like that type of, like the, the movie type parties. We were doing those. And I got, I don't know if I like what I can say and what I can't say. So it's like. Just know that they were parties. <laughs> <laughs> You're an extremist type of guy, right? Like you, you, you didn't get into being famous because you wanted to be a normal dude. Like you obviously have that attraction to excitement. Um, uh, what was the, the reason behind you wanting to be famous? Mainly because I didn't have friends. So I, I started with live streaming on YouNow, uh, which was like a competitor with Twitch. Mm. So I started because I didn't have anybody... Like to talk to. Wow, I sound like such a fucking loser. I didn't have anybody to <laughs> like talk to. So I was Honest just like, man. yeah, I was just like, oh man, I want to talk to some people. So I would go mm-hmm. live. There'd be like three or four people on my chat. You go live on a hashtag and it's like based off of views. So it's like you would go higher up in ranks as more people would watch you. Um, and I remember like having like three or four people in my live streams just talking to me and mm-hmm. I would like talk back and then it just gradually kept growing. And, like at one point it got to, when I was 14 years old, 5,000 concurrent viewers. Which is great. Just 14, me. Jesus. Yeah, just me talking. Like me talking, doing stupid challenges, pranking people, jumping off of shit. It was just weird. Do you think you were aware at 14 what, why you were doing that? Uh, no, I just saw the, the views. And then I got my first paycheck. And I was like, wait, I don't have to fucking work at a grocery store. How, how old were you when you got your first one? 14. Can you remember how much you got paid? $2,500. That's for, a life-changing moment, right? Oh, I bought, I spent it all in like, I think a weekend. Just on like clothes, shoes, because I would just, my mom would buy me all my clothes. So I'm like, all right, let me get my whole wardrobe changed. That must be challenging for, me, for your mother, because she's obviously trying to get you educated and get you a job and to do the right thing. And all of a sudden, you're getting drawn off into this. Was she worried? No, she believed in me. Right. She believed in me from day one, and that's why... Uh, She's my number one supporter, and I love her. Yeah, I rate that. 
Um, if I'm right in thinking, you are single mother family, just like me. Um, I think both our dads in jail as well. So we got fuck yeah, just yeah, just got that in common. <laughs> um, my dad's out now, so thank you. I think mine is too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did a bit of reading up, and and your upbringing. Yeah, it was not the easiest, right? Like emotionally. And I know you've talked a little bit about about your dad. Where's where's your head with that situation now? Because uh, you were very young when you stopped seeing him. And now you're going through a lot of things where you're becoming a grown man yourself now. So you get a different perspective, right, on viewing his behavior. Has anything changed in the way you view him? In the way I view him, I still think he's a total piece of shit and I never want to meet him. Has he asked to meet you? Yeah. Uh I just, so growing up, I would get bullied for not having a father mm. and my mom would always like cry and say <laughs> she is super sorry about that. Mm. But in my head, it never clicked where I was like, I didn't remember having a dad. So it's like, I didn't know what it was like to have both parents. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is just normal to have like a single mother busting her ass off. Mm -hmm. So like every time someone would make fun of me and people still sometimes like as a joke, like we'll make fun, like, hi, you have no dad where it's like. I don't even take offense to it because I'd never had a dad and I don't know what it was like to have a dad. From personal experience, when you watch your mother struggle like that, it makes you fiercely loyal, right? Like, and I can imagine now the way I'm, I'm, I'm seeing little clips here that how close you guys are. What does she think about you doing bare knuckle as well? Like, cause there's, there's one thing being like, well done, you're doing live streaming. It's another thing going, Mom, I'm going to fucking go and get punched in the face. Yeah, she, like was, she was shitting brick. <clears throat> uh, my uncle's like a Taekwondo master. He came, um, he did a few MMA fights in his life, was 2-0 and, oh and retired because he felt bad for breaking a dude's ribs. Wow. Yeah, uh, he came and he was fucking electrified. He was like, oh, that's sick. Uh, my mom was shitting bricks. Understandable. I told her, I was like, just don't watch the fights leading up because... They're brutal. I'm not going to fight like that. And then, of course, she watched all the fights leading oh, up. And she's there sitting front row watching girls and guys get their teeth knocked out. Jesus, did you see that clip recently? Yeah. That chick's mouth? Wow. Yeah. She looked like she went to the dentist and then some, right? <laughs> yeah. It was bad. It was bad. Like, the, those types <clears throat> of fights are just so bad. Mm. And my mom thought my fight was going to be like that. So she's freaking out. All my friends are also freaking out. Like, I brought some of my friends out there. Um and they're like getting super worried. My friends that don't even drink, they're getting super drunk. <laughs> like they're like, oh <laughs> they're like, God. We got to be hammered before we this be happens. hammered for this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, obviously, she was super nervous. And uh, once I won, wanted to find her, make sure I was like super, like wanted to let her know I was good. Yeah. I had like a scar on my eye. So I was just like, yeah, no, this is all I got. It's awesome. Yeah. And with your mother, I'm assuming you financially have removed those burdens now. Yeah. What did that feel like, bro? Um, I started social media. Um, like when I started making money, I told her my goal was when I started to buy her a house. So as I was actually shooting the movie with 50 cent, um, in the middle of my scenes, I was signing papers for her house in Florida that I bought. Amazing. So, so I was like, Oh wow, this is what it, what it kind of feels like to like, what's my new goal? <laughs> like, yeah. like that was, that was the reason I started. So it's like, now I'm like, okay, so I guess I can help other people or help myself. Like, should I get myself some shit now? <laughs> like, I'm good, right? What was her reaction like when you got that? I fucking bawled her eyes out. It felt oh, good. Not for her to cry. About. Not for her to cry. But. No, but that's what it's about, right? You know, you you did good for her. Yeah. I think that's such a good part of your story that 
I don't know. I know some people know about it, but it's great that you put that out there because I don't know. I think not enough influencers focus on the backstory as well. And, and you mentioned about your dad. You said you never want to meet him. He reached out. Why was it a flat no? Oh, and would you ever reconsider? Uh, abuse. So he was an abusive person. Right. Um, didn't want to. He's a, he was my mom. Obviously, I don't know, but like my mom's telling me he's like a mooch. So yeah. he will probably just try to be like, oh man, I'm struggling. Yeah. Never paid child support. So maybe once he pays that back. <laughs> it's funny how many famous dudes like Eminem, Joe Rogan, their, their dads come crawling out of the wood. I seen like this video. Like once they start getting attention, yeah. it's like, oh, hey, I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I missed yeah, just you. Just like me. <laughs> the other seven, I don't care about them, but you, you're Man. so sick. Yeah, it's a bad look, that, right? Like, you, yeah. Too little, too late, bro. So we talked about the, the most important lady in your life. What about the, the ladies, the women, the females? Uh, what's, d describe your love life so far. You're 24 years old, so obviously, you know. Uh, no love life as of right now. I had, I had that, like my girlfriend in the past. Yeah, the famous uh, chick, right? Yeah, the famous chick. Uh -huh. uh, this is what I realized. When I look for a girlfriend and when I'm like actively trying to find a girl that I want to date, it never works out. Like I'll find like a, a girl that'll just want to do like a one night stand. Totally fine with that. But it th that's not like my girlfriend. Yeah. When I find a girl that I think I'm going to date, it takes me like three, four months to have sex with that girl. No. If I have a, if I have a girl that I like genuinely like, I will not have sex with her for like three, four months. Wow. That's, that's insane self-control, by the way. is What's the reason? Because sometimes like sex will just distract you from like actual feelings with your significant other. I think the sex kind of like amplifies your feelings and you don't, you don't really recognize a person you're, you're falling in love with, uh, the sex. <laughs> I've been there. Like, so, like you <laughs> so actually true. only like the sex. You don't like the person. So yeah. if I like the person, I want to, I want to know if I actually like the person. I don't think sex is as intimate, uh, or important as, actually finding a soulmate mm, deep shit that yeah for a, a guy your age with all due respect that's, <laughs> it, you know you've got it figured out because like i've been in relationships before or or things before where it's been like a few months goes by and i'm like god you're actually a bitch yeah like <laughs> but i just love the ass like what that i don't love you like this ain't and, and obviously like you're kind of sidestepping that problem by really figuring that out but then what do you do if they throw it at you one night and you're like, no, nah. like, and all of a sudden it's like, get off me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stop. Stop it. No. Dude, <laughs> How, stop putting that ass. <laughs> How do you deal? Like, I, I don't uh, know. I'll, no, I'll, I mean, like I, I tell them straight up. So if it's like, if I do not have sex with a girl on the first day, um, it's like, I'll tell the girl straight up. I'm like, Hey, I don't, I don't do this. I'm like, I want to see like what this is first, mm. but it's like, yeah, I'll have those one nights where it's like, I'm after, it's like after a club, I'm drunk. Yeah, well, I met you at a club, like that type of vibe. It's like, all right, it goes down. How do they react though? When you say, I'm not that kind of guy. Wow. I didn't expect that. And then they like, it. I'll bet you they love it. I'll bet you they love <laughs> they it. Love and then the you demon. become the challenge. Exactly. Oh mate, you've got it all figured out. Come on. This guy's a genius. <laughs> Is there a type that you have physically and mentally? Uh, no type. It's like, obviously it's a bonus if the chick has like 
a dump ass, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like if she has like a fat old bunda, that's awesome. <laughs> that's like uh, a physical feature, but yeah. like, yeah, there's no physical attributes besides like the bunda. Okay. So personality wise, what, what's Personality, I just like, I like a girl that has drive. Like she has a plan uh, w- with her future. Like she's not just uh, like a... Uh, Oh, I just want you to buy me things. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I like I, I like a girl that has her own drive, and obviously, I'm gonna buy you things if you're my girl, right? Yeah. But I don't like the girl that immediately makes that the yeah the trophy wife type. You want yeah. more like what what are you doing with your life, you know? Yeah. And like, how are we then on a journey together rather than? Yeah, I would. I would also want a girl uh, that'll <coughs> that'll be in my my content. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, she has to be kind of cool with that. Like, just m- maybe not like a like always in my content, but if the camera's on and like you're here, it's like it doesn't matter. Yeah, I I wondered if the Logan Paul experience had had made you rethink that because when he put his girl in the content, she then became available for shots, right? Like, and and is there a worry that you have to then protect that woman from the the outside world a little bit? Um. I noticed like with every single girl that I'm with or I'm talking with, like they, they always talk about like hate that they get and like Mm -hmm. it bothers them. But I, I try to explain in the best way possible that like they shouldn't worry about it because it's like pointless. Who the fuck are these people to talk shit about you? You know, you, yeah. like it's kind of like my motto where I'm like, Hey, this is how I view it, but they're not as. I don't know. I no, they're just different, right? Yeah, like, they're just different, like one thing Mom's Taylor said on the last podcast was different things make people d- depressed. Like we can't ex- have our expectations of what we're okay with mm. on the next person. And I really felt that. I was like, yeah, like, and you and I have been built and trained over years to get used to this. And you're kind of, they're not getting that graduation. They're just getting dropped in the deep end. Like, Hey bitch, you ready? Expect We're this. on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Expect this. Millions of people are going to start shitting on you, by the way. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. So I guess you have to be really, uh, if, it's like, if it's a girl that's already in the space, it'd be easier. But if it's like somebody that's like completely new to it, and then I'm like you said, dropping them right mm. into the deep end and then saying, good luck that's harder let's say nobody knew her body count but it was high would that bother you it depends like just how high like i mean 25 i don't think that's high for a female yeah i think especially in our day and age too yeah in la i assume it's like in la too like i think uh if it's higher than mine i'd be like (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) hey let's chill Chill out out there dog let's chill out (laughs) but you never know i mean We'll see. At what time, at what age in your life do you see being the right time for you to go, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to settle down now. Do you think it would be later? Closer to 30. Yeah. Yeah. Closer to 30 when I'm like, okay, I think within the next two girls, and it could even be my next girl, uh, that that's going to be the woman I marry. Wow. I haven't dated, you know, like I had, like my last girlfriend was two years ago or three Damn, it's been three, three years. You're doing a lot of growing right now, right? So like, you're probably feeling more mentally ready now. Yeah. I think, I think when I was in my last relationship, I was definitely not ready for a relationship. Yeah. And do you think she was or? Yeah. I think she was the, she's, she's the relationship type. Like she's the, she's like the wife, you know, like mm. she's like a, like I could, I could get married tomorrow type girl. I feel like men shouldn't even think about marriage until they're 30 because we're, we're fucking, as much as we've grown up, we're immature. Oh, immature. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Women are more configured to it than what we are. And also like, 
you kind of want to be at the peak of your powers for when you're making a decision like that in the, in the best possible situation that you can be in so that you're not like, you don't want to regret it Mm-mm. later. And I, I, I know a few dudes who get married in their mid to early twenties and like you see them at 30 and like shit's changed for like, they're two different people. And it's like, why did you do that then? You know? Mm. Um, well, when you think, you know, you know, right? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's funny. Cause there's this theory about men being like taxis and once the light comes on, they're ready. And for you to just say that and be like, I think it'll be the next one or the one after. I don't know. Something must be changing for you. I mean, I would think, cause just cause I know how serious I would take a relationship. Like I'm not going to date a girl unless I think that that's the girl. Yeah. And you, so you've had casual flings. I did a little bit of re- uh, re- research. Tana. Tana. We were never a thing. Did you ever fuck? Yeah, we fucked. Right. But okay. not like a, there was never like a, we were talking. Why, why do you fuck a girl like Tana? Uh, what's the sort of thought process? I mean, I was fucking like 18, 19. Mm. Uh, I mean, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, She's I alive. I was 18, 19. She, yeah. she, we were both drunk. Mm. Uh, we were at a party. Just kind of happened. Mm. Yeah. Because she's talked about it a little bit on a podcast, and I just thought that was an interesting one because she's controversial, right? Like, she knows how to... Extremely. She stays relevant for, for however. She somehow gets involved in every single little drama, even if it's the farthest thing from her. Yeah. That would terrify me. <laughs> Being involved with a woman like that, I'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like you say, 80, 19. Our, I think our entire sexual experience... Um, that one time that we had sex is just out to the public. Like, <laughs> it's know, fair game. They know from the minute we laid in bed <laughs> to like in excruciating detail. Oh God. To when we left. Is that a worry for you in terms of like, cause you know, normal guys your age, right? We're going to have moments where we turn up and we're pissed off, off with face and we're, we, we take a girl back and we just sexually don't perform, for example. But with you, you're like, I'm a fucking, I'm a story to, and, and it ain't even necessarily like a social media story. Like you're just some bar talk where, like, oh yeah, she fucked Bryce Hall last week and this happened. And like every detail is out there. Are you conscious of that? Or do you try and, ah, fuck it. I try to perform as best as possible every single time. So that that story is like, <laughs> whoo, he what was guy. great. <laughs> <laughs> that bare knuckle guy. Wow. Dude. Oh my God. Talk about bare knuckle. Yeah. <laughs> He just got the fist out and just went straight for the anal passage. Unbelievable. I mean, that's a new one. But (laughs) because I don't know, for for men, like usually at that age, it's kind of like, it depends what's in front of you. Because sometimes women, women, I think sometimes have this impression, like if he was bad in bed with me, he's just bad in bed with everyone. They don't realize like we we perform it's kinda, it's different kinda like levels. A, yeah, there's yeah, levels. There's levels to sex. And I raise my game for whatever's on the table. Depending, no, the girl if the girl doesn't match the right energy, it's not gonna be like the best sex. Yeah, life. I've had some girls where it's like, wow, the sexual energy and like I was saying, like the sex, like you fall in love with the sex and not the person. Yeah, like the sex is so good where it's like, oh my god, I think that I could fucking marry this. Person. <laughs> this, like, this is, is so this true, is so insane. Like, the energy just matched. Like you guys like are so perfect for each other just in that you guys match the vibe. Like mm. it's just kind of flowing like an ocean. Mm. Like it's, it's insane. Like those types of girls. And then you'll find the ones where it's like, you'll, you'll fall in love with their personality. And then the sex is like, Oh, <laughs> wow, that, was, that. that was so good. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. That was amazing. That was the best two minutes of my life. But, but then it's a cliche, but like the crazy bitches are the best sex. Oh. And, and, 
the the sex will be crazy, but the arguments will be even crazier. Oh yeah, and that's when you kind of have to go. Ah, oh, this good. This is good, but it's not that good. Yeah, it's the it's the mainly the Latinas I've noticed. Mate, Latinas are beautiful. Yeah, but they are all so crazy, crazy <laughs> good, crazy good in bed too. Because he likes the big asses. The Latinas come naturally, right? Like, yeah, I, oh. I, I've been I've been going back and forth with this uh, this Latina like fling. Mm. She's Argentinian. Oh, so, sounds amazing. Yeah. And she's, she's got a giant, giant butt. <laughs> <laughs> I love okay. the honesty, lad. Here, I'll I love be it. Honest. Shout out Mika. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see where that goes. Yeah. Levels. Yeah. There's been levels. There's levels to this shit. We rate it. Mate, honestly, I rate the honesty because not, not like what you're saying is so true about like falling in love for the sex. And I think as men, we are so easily duped into that. And one day you wake up and it's like, it is shit actually, <laughs> other than the sex. It, I had a moment where I was like, how do I get this girl out of my flat right now? <laughs> like she's going, she's just screaming and going crazy. And I, I, I've been in a situation before with a chick where I was literally like, you're so crazy. I'm scared to ask you to leave. Cause I feel like if I <laughs> even just, if I even just suggest that, I feel like I'll be reported for something. <laughs> like she's just crazy. Do you know what I mean? Like, and as when you got a bit of profile as a guy, you're like, I don't want to fuck my life up just for this crazy bitch, but I'm I, I'm scared of you right now. And it is a different level of like power when you're a man where you've got something to lose in that scenario because you don't want to piss these girls off. But yeah, we keep going back to the Latinas, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah it keeps happening. Um, you said on a podcast recently you tried mushrooms. Mm. And I've never tried them before, but I've heard that they give you some real good perspectives on life and just to better understand yourself and where you're going and a sort of thing. So what did you get from those experiences? I, I microdose, uh, not not as much. I haven't microdosed in a while. It's been like probably like two months since I took mushrooms, three months. Mm. Um, yeah, something like that. Have you ever done a, a fuckload and... Yeah. What was that like? It's fucking the craziest experience I've ever had in my life. Uh it's when it's when I had like my my uh crazy turn on on social media like a different perspective of How how, how long ago was this? Uh, At what period of time? After Austin McBroom or Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2022. Okay. Uh, 2022 I took probably I would say I didn't measure it obviously, but probably close to like 10 grams of mushrooms. So our editor, our editor takes a lot of mushrooms. He just told me that's a lot with a look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like 10 grams of mushrooms. It was like a uh, tripping, seeing, like I was, I was talking to myself, not knowing I was talking to myself. Mm. Like it was, it was like people were watching me that were sober and they were like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Um, I cried looking at stuff. Like it was that type of vibe. Like I would, I would look at the sun uh, like the sun setting and I'd start bawling my eyes out. Like it was tripping, like I was tripping, mm. but I had like this whole vision in my head. Um, and if I tried to explain it in words, I saw the evil version of myself die. And when you say evil version, what did the, it look different? The or? one, the one that wanted like the greedy one, mm. like there were like my, my life was split into twos. Like I was watching like, the version of myself now and the version of myself, like the, my old self. And I like split and this version killed this one. 
But it was so it's like it's so hard to explain. So the good version killed the bad version. Yes. And it, it felt good. And I started crying from that too. Because I thought I died. <laughs> mm. I was driven balls. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but uh and, and when you came to was was any of those realizations still with you? Did you take things further on beyond that? Because you said you changed your behavior on social media after this. Um, yeah. What were those sort of? I think it was like the what, what you were explaining. Where I think a lot of these these dudes need to just take mushrooms. <laughs> when you say these dudes, you mean these like influencer, the influencer boxers. boxers or influencers in general? I think uh, they they develop like such an ego, and I can say like for myself, like I had it as well. Uh, they think they're better than everybody else. Um, they they put themselves on a pedestal, think that they're not like a, a common human being. <laughs> um, but everybody is the exact same. It's just some people have a uh, better work ethic and some people are just straight up lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah there's so, a lot of those fuckers. Like the fucking TikTokers, everyone <laughs> that just did the renegade got super famous overnight. Yeah. Some took advantage, some didn't. <laughs> There's an attachment, isn't there, that they, they, they seem to develop where it becomes a part of who they are. They place such importance on the numbers that they do, and and that's where the uh, the superiority complex comes from, I think, of like, I am this person, and these millions of people are sort of almost belong to me, and they worship me, and yeah. adore me, and I am I'm a, like a god. I think I think uh, KSI should take a bunch of mushrooms. We KSI, I will do. A, I will personally be your trip sitter, <laughs> and I will take a shit ton of mushrooms with you, and we can just go walk on a field and see what, <laughs> see what see what happens. Like I really don't give a fuck anyway about followers and stuff like that, but I want to push myself further. And this does seem like a good way of doing that, of like realizing reality through. I being. think I think what what I will say if you're gonna do it. You need you need somebody that's gonna like guide you through it because mm. you're you're gonna have moments where you get scared like very scared <laughs> um, um, if you take a lot like if you're only microdosing yeah. if you're only microdosing you'll you'll just feel like an a more amplified version of yourself uh, colors are more vivid um, you walk around super happy like it's 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 really is that not dangerous though to get used to that happy state and 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 being out of your normal state. No, because I still, I, like I have, like I said, I haven't done it in three months and mm. I still feel great. Like I, it's not an addictive drug. So it's it's left a permanent change there, you feel? Yes. Wow. Not saying for the public to do it, by the way. Not encouraging the public to do it, yeah. but from my personal experience, I've had a great experience. Do you think that'll, do you think that helped you with the defeat to Austin specifically? Um, no, no. Uh, I think it was more, it affected me more with how I dealt with the backlash of it. Oh, okay. like the, the defeat itself, like losing, losing a fight. It's like, I've losing fights. It's like, Oh man, you're stronger than me. Ooh. Right. Like we're dudes. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Uh, it was more the, the people making fun of me for it. And I couldn't say anything about it. Cause it's like, they don't know what it was like. They don't know what it's like to step in front of millions of people and fight like punch another man in the face and get punched in the face and experience that at like a 21 year old. Mm. Yeah. It was just like all of that, just constantly getting reminded about it. There's this thing on social media, but a mate of mine, Chris, uh, Chris Williamson said it said when you're on the come up, you remind people of themselves because they have dreams too. But when you achieve those dreams, 
and I might be butchering this, but when you achieve the dreams, a lot of the people who are watching you haven't achieved those dreams. So you then kind of remind them of what they haven't done. And that's when they change towards you. And that's when they want you to fail. And that's when people start rooting for you. And then they, they take great pleasure in the downfall. And let's not kid ourselves. Like one of the main reasons why this prime card is going to sell so well is because the four main guys all have so many haters, like all of them. Yeah. Uh, and that's a weird thing, right? Like, and, and when you hit the point that you've got with millions of followers, like half of those guys are just there to hope that you post something, oh, fuck, I did this wrong. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a weird thing. I think that's thing. why, like, a lot of the live streamers are blowing up right now. It's like watching, like, a potential train wreck. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like when Fousey was just re-blowing up. Jesus, like, he, every single fucking stream, he was doing something stupid. But it's like all these streamers that are blowing up right now and all these people that are watching them. It's like... It's Call Crush TV, right? Yeah. Like, you're just literally waiting for them to do something stupid to just hop on, hop on the trend of hating them. Yeah. Clip that up. Post it. Boom. And what do you make of the new generation? Like, because you're now kind of a few years on and you're seeing... Uh, speed and Kai Sinet. What do you make of those guys? I think live streaming super talented. Like I think you, to be a big live streamer is super impressive because you have to be on twenty four seven. Like it's not like a YouTube video where you can just have okay. the entertaining parts, mm. cut it up. Like when you're not dry, you have to have that energy for hours and hours at a time. So like I respect them. I used to live stream. So it's like, I know what it's like. To mm. Stamina, on. right? It, it kind of just fucking makes you go insane. So like <laughs> yeah. Kai, Kai and, and speed and like all those dudes, like respect to them and yeah. shit. Like I'm surprised you guys haven't went insane yet. Yeah. And you see Kai Sinet being like live streaming Drake's album and Drake touching. And Drake's making songs about it. It's Sick. fucking mental. And going back to the Austin thing, I mentioned it before. Will you ever fight Austin McBroom again? So, this is so funny. Austin McBroom uh, wanted to fight me again. Kind of says a lot. Uh, what What does it say? I mean, it's just like he already beat me. Why is he? Why does he want to fight me again? Right? Um, uh, loses to Gib twice. Can we and- stop on that? Because I wanted to know what is it like when a guy who who beat you and it was quite bad blood. It was like a very one sided fight. But then you see him get the dog shit beaten out of him by Gib. Did you take any pleasure in that? Or did you feel a certain way? Like, oh, it's your turn now. Or I didn't think Gib, I didn't think Gib was going to win that. Mm. So like, first off, respect to Gib for making him, making him look like absolute light work. Mm. Uh, It kind of made me realize like, shit, like it kind of made me feel like shit. Cause I'm like, wow, the guy that beat my ass just got his fucking ass beat. Oh really? Yeah, I'm like, wow, that's because you. So you were kind of rooting, like, all right, well, if like, you beat me, I hope you're doing good. Yeah, it's yeah. like I hope you keep doing well because uh-huh. it'll like say like, okay, there's the level gap, right. but it's like got his ass kicked. Uh, Austin McBroom is he needs money right now. Um, How do you know that? Lawsuits. Fucking, he's moving to smaller and smaller houses. Oh, really? What's his constantly. lawsuits about? Do you know, there was something about like a loan on his on his previous house, combined two houses, uh, lots of scams that really? that they've been doing that that family, and uh, scammed the fighters on all my card, like on mm. on our fight card. Like he he's like a scam guy. Like he's a fucking scumbag. So there's real like you dislike this guy. I mean, it's like I'll shake his hand, but I do not respect what he's done. For for his time being on social media, he's not a respectable guy. Um, I would love to fight him again because I'm not the same person at all. And I, I, I guarantee the 
the result would be him face planted on the ground. Um, and I know I said this last time, but I, I guarantee he would be, uh, he would be knocked out like lifeless knocked out. Cause Gib put him on his shit and I hit harder than Gib. I know, I, I know that for a fact. Um, but he's fighting G Perez, the guy that I just beat in bare knuckle uh, in bare knuckle. Don't well, know the date exactly yet. It's not like a hundred percent official, but he needs the money. Bare Knuckle has money. They're going to pay him. And if, if he wins, and it's G Perez, which I don't think is going to happen because he has no chin, we rematch Bare Knuckle. Wow. That would be sick. <laughs> and Austin, I, I really like, I really hope you know, because I know you're going to see this clip. Bare Knuckle's different. It's different. If you couldn't take a punch with a glove, it is different without a glove. And if you get through G Perez, I hit hard, like bare knuckle. Mm. You are right. Obviously, bare knuckle is hard, and it ain't gonna be the same as the Gib fight with the, with the gloves on. It is different game completely, and and you know you're allowed to pull the, the chin and fucking give him a few sly I got ones hit with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you found that one out. Yeah. Uh, and and I'll completely agree with you on on one thing. You are a different fighter. It would be different if if nothing else. You are a way harder fight now than what you were then. Way harder. So, and I think the excitement would be there for that fight just because we two influencers who one has gone away and leveled up and grown and, and now is a different fighter and the other guy who won has now had a couple of losses, looks much more human and then you're adding the bare knuckle element into it. This is a long running feud. This would do money for sure. It would be yeah. a great fight. Yeah, like so if he if he does win against G Perez uh, that's that's his money fight. That's, mm. that's the fight that could that would, would pay pay the bills. Yeah, those bills I'd, be coming. Yeah, I think he he needs this G Perez fight because it's it's a money fight as well. It's sad for me to hear an influencer who's done so much with his career, who's earned so much money and was in that big ass huge mansion, now in a situation where he's scammed people and he's fucked it up and now he's doing smaller houses and like money management and stuff ain't included in the uh, influencer uh, handbook, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, like, that's just... It's karma. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it'll come back. He never, he never like bought a house. Mm. Like with all the money that he scammed and like, could have, he could have fucking bought a house at least. It, it was all rented basically. Yeah. Everything was rented. Yeah. His cars, his, actually I think his cars were bought. His cars were bought. So he had to sell those. <laughs> That's such but, a guy thing. I'll yeah. rent the house, buy the car. Rent, rent the house. Yeah. And he rents like these multiple, like these, these houses that he was renting, they weren't cheap rent like mm-hmm. like he could have bought a house he could he could have put down a fat payment on a house that size but he's renting these houses for like 57 50 to 70k a month Jeez. just to rent to rent a house like just to look like to the public like yo look how rich i am and now and then it's like it, the house has just kept getting smaller and smaller and now he lives in like a really he lives in like north hollywood which if you guys know where that is like in California, it's like a really bad area. <laughs> well, really? not a really bad area. It's just like shout out like North that, Hollywood. Yeah, shout out North Hollywood. <laughs> it's not like like it's not Beverly Hills. You know? Right. Yeah. It ain't what he used to have. Basically, yeah. fuck. That is that is wild. Yeah, but hey, shit. You can Austin. You can buy that house. You can buy like a new house with the money that you'll get for fighting G Perez. And then if you win, you can fight me, and that's another money fight. Hmm. That's sick. Hmm. That's like a good. That's a good plan for you. So like, train hard for this bare knuckle shit. So. 
let's say you beat Deji, you beat um, you beat Austin McBroom. Who's your goal fight? Like, who's the guy who you're like? That's my main event, and that's the peak of the mountain for me. Kezai. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's like, then like what though? Yeah. <laughs> it's like size wise, you're quite a good match. Yeah, quite similar build. I think I think he's uh he's one seventy, right? Like he fights at one seventy. I'd say he's a natural. Yeah, he could get to one seventy. I think he could go even lighter. I think he could go one sixty five. Actually, if he that's, really that's wanted. what I usually like. We'll fight at one sixty five. Yeah. I, I could go lighter, but it's just hell. That's why it's it's crazy for me that he's fighting 183 Tommy Fury when, you know, like the Wasabi fight? He was in camp at one, 174 pounds, and I'm like, well, you could easily sweat nine pounds off, and you're f- eating up to fight Tommy. like, And Tommy's cutting right down to 183 and going right back up to, what, 200 or something? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a I huge... mean, dude, I, I was, uh, I, I went... It was 195 when I signed the G Perez contract to fight at 165. Mm. Weighed in, and then the next day I was like 180. There you go. Yeah. Like so Tommy rehy- will be 200 the night. The after. rehydration is is ridiculous. Yeah. Like that that will make you fill up. Like that's why everyone was saying I look so much bigger than him the the day of the fight. But if you look at our weigh in photos and our weigh in videos, we look the same exact size. Yeah. It's like I gained 15 pounds overnight. Fuck. And now you've got experience of doing that. You know? Yeah. What was that weight cut like? What did you? Yeah, it was like nine hundred calories a day, two two um two intense cardio sessions every single day, um, and I was twenty five pounds over a week and a half before my weigh in. Wow! So I cut that twenty five pounds in a in like that is two it, weeks. That's probably. A lot, right? Yeah. That's probably too much. Yeah, it was like mainly water. <clears throat> it's like I, I did like saunas like crazy yeah. the last few days. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm right back up. I'm like 190 right now. I'm like, mm. And final question is how would you like to be remembered? Biggest balls. <laughs> like I, that, that kid has fucking balls. Yeah. Uh, he's not afraid to do anything. I think that's great. You know, like in, in, in the pro fighting game, you look at the Nate Diaz's, people like him, people don't give a shit if he wins or His loses. His record was not that great. Yeah, they don't care. We just want to see you scrap because you are here to scrap and we appreciate that. And I think if you go down that road in fighting, it won't matter. Especially because, let's be real, you're a bit of a pretty boy, so people weren't expecting that from you, especially Bay Knuckle. So that's why I think everyone's like, fuck, <laughs> well fucking done. <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the people here in UK, like a lot of the the fans are showing support out here, like of the bare knuckle fight. They don't even re- re- like know me off of TikTok. They're yeah, like, because your the- bare knuckle fight did yeah. fucking six million views or something. Yeah, twelve million concurrence. And they, and they were that like, there's people coming up. They're like, "Yo, you're the the bare bare knuckle guy. Like, you're the fist <laughs> guy." And I was like, "Yeah, He's the that's, fister. that's that's what I'm known as, the fister." <laughs> no, dude, <laughs> genuinely, I think you'll get mad love in um, in Manchester when yeah, you're there. No, I'm excited for for the prime fights. I'm going to be there. Yeah, and I want to see what like the audience is going to be like there because I think I'm going to fight here against Deji. Wow. Yeah, that wow. would be. I, I would want to fight in in the UK. I think that's a great idea because. The the audiences over here, and I'm sure you're going to find this out, are crazy. Oh, yeah. uh, and Deji will get mad love. And yeah, you'll be the bad guy, but you're cool with that. You're you're built for it, for sure. I walked out to G Perez getting booed. That shit, that shit was kind of fun. Yeah, you handled it well, right? Yeah, yeah I've seen I, you, you just feel see, like, okay. see, No, you see me in the, in the walkout. I'm like, <sighs> I was like, all my nerves. I was just trying to get them all out. I was like, all right, here we go. Here we fucking go. 
Yeah. Yeah. Man, I can't wait. Mate, you've been a great guest. Thank you I very appreciate much. Appreciate you for having me. Yeah, big love. It's Bryce Hall, True Johnny Podcast. We can catch him soon fighting Deji. Can't wait for it. Cheers. <laughs>